How's it going? Teach me. Teach you? I'll be yeah, your Padawan. Right. Yeah. Padawan learner. No, you know, I. it's interesting because I look at everything and I'm like, I'm just here to learn, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just talking and discussing stuff every week and I, yeah. I, I take stuff away every week. Oh, me too. It's, it's nuts. We kind of come in with maybe an idea of what we're going to do or say <clears throat> and then by the end it's like, man, I really understand that. Which... When do we take time to actually talk something out in real life? Yeah, and have a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're kind of forced to in this, which is really cool. And engagement. Like, I'm not going to be over here answering text messages and phone calls and stuff. And so then it makes us be engaged. Yeah, focus on it. It's pretty cool. It is. Yeah. Like the stock market or like crypto. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's dive into it. Gold and silver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, investing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So investing is something that I think when people hear that word, they think of financial advisors or uh, stockbrokers, things like that. And there are that. There is that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There's that, which is great. That's uh, a very vital part of the market. But something that maybe people don't know is they can do a lot of investing on their own. Um, I, I don't, I, I <laughs> blah. Um, we don't have anybody else do our investing. Mm-hmm. We do everything ourselves. Yeah. Not that that's what everybody should do, but it'll be fun to just talk about investing, all the different ways that people can go. And this doesn't even have to be for people that are looking at starting a side hustle. This can be someone who is already established in business or has a job and has a little bit extra money and they want to put something away, whether that's you know, for Christmas next year or, or retirement, whatever it is. Yeah. And there's so many avenues. That's the thing too. Investing goes in so many different directions. Like we talked about collect collectibles the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a way of investing. There's real estate, there's gold, there's silver, there's cryptocurrencies, there's stocks, there's bonds. And then within all of those, there's leveraged trading. And yeah, so it's interesting. I just figure we can kind of get into it, maybe start small mm-hmm. and then work our way a little bit bigger. Like what can, can the layman do today? And then once you've amassed a good fortune, what can we do then? Yeah. No, I like that. I think, I think the big key to investing successfully is just, well, the key to life (laughs) in general, it's education. Yeah. You know, if somebody's not educated and not willing to put in the time to learn a little bit, and it, it really doesn't take that much, I don't feel like to, you know, say you're you're curious about gold and so, you know, whether you should buy gold or not, you can get information relatively quickly now to yeah. become pretty well educated on whether or not gold is a good thing for your your scenario or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, if people aren't willing to look into that, then it's probably wise to have somebody manage that for them that is yeah. going to be educated. But I think the amount of education that we have available to us anymore, and it's hard, you have to kind of sort through a little bit for of sure. it and figure out what's what's right for your situation, what people are trying to take advantage of you, and which ones are given good yeah. education. But we have so much education available to us that I think that that's an important part is just becoming educated in in something and the more that we are able to do things ourselves and be our own stewards over stuff yeah the better i i agree which has to do with the other thing so you said education and i totally agree and practice Mm -hmm. so just actually putting that education to work 
so a lot of times people will come and say, hey, cryptocurrency, because I'm, I'm all about cryptocurrency. I sure. think it's the future. I think it's amazing. So, hey, tell me, like, should I invest in Bitcoin? And what's this uh, Ethereum thing? And I'm like, buy 100 bucks, buy 10 bucks, buy, buy a little bit. And if you can lose 10 bucks, buy 10 bucks. Just because once you get into it and you start to look at the percentage change and you go, it's up 10% today, sweet, I'm making bank. Uh-huh. And then the next day it's down 20%. You're like, oh crap! I'm, I'm losing. I, I've lost ten percent of my money. Like it, it, it's really good for the mind, and the soul, <laughs> to just dive in a little bit and try it at a very small scale, which really is cash calf, right? Yeah. Like a little smaller scale. But when people can get in, they're going to find a lot about themselves. They're going to find what happens when you lose ten percent, when it goes down ten percent. And I, I don't believe that you've lost ten percent until you've sold it. But when it goes down percent, down 10%, how do you react? It's funny. We've tried to instill this into our kids a little bit. If you ask them, you're like, hey, what happens if Bitcoin goes down? Buy more. We've <laughs> yeah. just tried to really yeah. instill that into them because most people are not taught that. And they panic sell. They're like, it's down 10%. It might go down 20%. I better hurry and sell. So the nice thing is get in, leave it alone see what it does. Uh, one of the best things that I've done lately is I transferred some money out of one account to another and I started playing with a, a smaller amount and I can't day trade it mm. because you'll get flagged as a pattern day trader and it won't work. Well, it's been really good for me because it forces me day to day to, to be patient. Yeah. So if I buy one today and it goes up 20% because I'm trying to leverage or yeah, let's say it goes up 20%, I want to sell it. I can't because it'll mark me as a pattern day mm-hmm, trader. Mm-hmm. Well, I've learned in the last few months of doing that, I'm way better because I'm forced. Not emotional. Yeah. yeah, it's not emotional. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I have to wait till tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes around and it's 35%, 40%. It's yeah. it's pretty crazy. It's yeah. It's actually really cool. Yeah, there's something about that patience part. You know what I mean? I think, and I think when people buy in on something, say you put a hundred bucks, say you're like, "Eh, I don't really care about Bitcoin, whatever, you know, you're not going to educate yourself, but I'll buy a hundred dollars worth. You buy a hundred dollars worth, you are going to educate yourself because you're invested in it. Yep. You know, I think that that's a, I've kind of always done that too. Just, just from an education standpoint, I'm more motivated to educate myself about it and learn about it when yeah. I have some a little bit of skin in the game. For That's sure. not to say you throw a ton in all at once at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. But um, you know, but then just that patience thing. You know, like you said, getting them it is can be a roller coaster, especially if you're looking at it every day. And we have the ability to do that now. Yeah. Whereas in the past, or even maybe in a four oh one K, people are like, Oh, I'll look at my statement once a year. Yeah. You know, and, and it's good to go. I think uh, was it Warren Buffett that's like everybody would do better if they could only check the price of their stock once every couple months or something like that? And it's totally true because we can check it minute by minute by minute by minute yeah. and it can drive us nuts. So I think that patience yeah. aspect and, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's fun. And as inflation continues, which I, I think it will, mm-hmm. volatility is also going to increase. So you say volatility to someone who's saving for retirement. 
it's like, oh no, like vol volatility in that regard is bad. You know, financial planners will show you compounding interest over a 30 year period, but it never accounts for five or six of those years where the market decreases. Yeah. If the market decreases, it messes up that whole algorithm, that whole... Especially if it's at the end of the 30 years. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know? Yeah. So that volatility can be scary. For someone who's trading right now, that volatility is amazing. You can almost watch the chart and you're like, huh, it's up right now. Uh, or, so I'm not going to buy it. Oh, it, according to this chart, it's down from that trend line. Let's just buy a little bit. Like trying to be very common sense about it and not emotional, it's actually pretty doable. And I like, I don't think I know a lot about it. I just watch the trend lines. And if it's high, I just, I just don't buy it. Mm -hmm. But if it's down, but it's been trending up, then you, you buy it. And yeah. that's really, that's cryptocurrencies or that's stocks or, and then it's the opposite if you're going to bet against it. And with inflation. Yes. I mean, especially things that are somewhat hard money, you know, commodities, Bitcoin's not a hard money, but it's a, you know, a, a very limited supply. Any of these things with the amount of inflation, everything over, well, shouldn't even say that everything besides dollars over if you yeah. if you pan it out in a long enough time frame yeah. everything goes up it's yeah. just it's just being patient enough to to wait on you know what i mean to yeah. wait for it even if you're down 20 like i i i've taken quite a few um educational you know things courses or whatever on trading and i think it's important too to highlight the difference between some maybe somebody is a trader and they are trying to trade in and out of stuff within a very small window of time. Yeah. I see that differently as like an investor that's saying, well, I'm just going to, you know, like somebody that's going to invest for retirement or something. Yeah. I see that more of a longer term thing as an investor It's yeah, kind of how sure. I look at it. Yeah. That makes sense. But, um, you know, I was, you know, listening to some of these people that are just incredible investors and they're like, yeah, I re like everybody's freaked out about the volatility right now, you know. And I, one example that sticks in my mind is a guy's like, yeah, I remember when I bought Berkshire Hathaway and it was like back in the, you know, whatever, like 30, 40 years ago. He's like, I bought it and it went down 40% right after I bought it. And he's like, but you look at it now. He's like, I still have that same position plus some I've added to it over the years he's like you look at it now I can't even find that little he's like I can find it but you have to zoom way in to find that little blurb of where it, it dropped 40 percent that's cool because over time it's yeah. grown so much yeah think of Facebook you know? and really any tech stock yeah a lot I think of times I remember when Facebook was like 20 dollars I think or maybe it was 40 when it first got listed I don't even remember maybe I'm crazy but I mean it but it is amazing how stuff grows over yeah. time. And a lot of tech stocks will be, well, uh, the Donald Trump mm -hmm. social media platform. Mm -hmm. People bought in and it just crashed. And and now it's like on its way back up and everything. But you just kind of know like tech stocks are going to take that dump. And that's fine. <clears throat> Dumps mean buy. And that's whether it's stocks or cryptocurrencies. Y you had mentioned um, hard money. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what that is? Yeah. So, sorry, I was going to look up to see exactly oh, what Facebook no, got listed for. Um, not that it matters, but it's just interesting to highlight. Um, 
Maybe I can't pull it up quick. I'm not like Jamie or any of those. <laughs> um, people who are that's listening and not watching that. Oh, what's going on? Right? Yeah, I know. I'm trying to. Google oh, because it's what called Facebook. Well, it's called uh, Meta now. Yeah. So that's partly why. I'm seeing if it'll come up. So I'm only on a five-year chart, but at the last, at oh, the right end here. of five years, I found it. So strong, strong demand, especially for retail investors. Um, ultimately, underwriters settled on a price of thirty-eight dollars per share when, okay. it, when it first got publicly listed. You know, and so now you look at it, and what is it now? Three hundred and fifty or sixty or something like well, that. Well, that's actually well, an interesting thing. Yeah, because it just it's yeah, taken a it was. A hit. But now it's at 194. So here's the cool part. But even at 194, so oh, 38 dollars yes. to 194. Yep. Um, and if you went back to it, it where it was three, four, or five months ago, yeah, it had 10xed. You know. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think I remember when it first got listed, it actually dumped big time too. I think it got listed at about that 38 dollars a share. I think it went down to like half of that right off the get go, or like you know how there's volatility. But I mean just. Not to go into the weeds or down. No, I think it's cool. But it's just interesting that that emotion, you can take some of that emotion out. The the more patient you are and the longer your time horizon gets to, you know, and kind of understanding what you're in it for. Yes. I I like that because that's, I really wish there was a way that we could like show this on the screen right now. Yeah. And and maybe there, maybe there is, we'll send it to down the road. We'll get more tech. Yeah. We'll send it to John. But you know, if you look at, so if anyone is listening and they're like really curious in this, just pull up, uh, it's Meta now, so Facebook, FB Meta Platforms, which is Facebook. Mm-hmm. If you pull up the five-year chart and you look at the highs, they all are trending up, and you look at the lows, they're also trending up. Mm-hmm. So if you're not looking at this over the last five years, it's just continued to go up, whether it goes up or down. I mm-hmm. hope that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, on a five-year chart, so what you just said, depending on kind of your time horizons, right now is an incredible time to buy Facebook. Yeah. It's almost half of what it was at its all-time high. Yeah. And trending up. And if you go off of the trend line, it's about to bottom out and go up. Mm -hmm. Really, after this, I might try to sell some stock and buy some (laughs) options in, uh, in Facebook because looking at that, but then if you go to a year, you're like, oh, yeah, that looks bad. You go to three months, oh, downtrend. You know, so it really just depends on the time horizon. Mm-hmm. And it might be, it might trend downward for the next year too, yep. you know. Yep. But I think, I think it's important too to look at the overall, like obviously there's some companies that suck and, yep. and they, or something happens yep. and they're never going to come back. Yep. And so I think it's important too to educate yourself on, what is the outlook for Facebook? Yeah. Honestly, with the metaverse stuff they're doing and everything else, like I don't necessarily agree with everything Facebook yep. doing. I don't love Facebook, but the way that tech is evolving, I think Facebook outlook's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Over the long run. I, I'm right there with you. You know, and so I'm like, but there is some companies, you know, we talked about, um, we talked about like uh, pharmaceuticals right now. Yeah. Are getting hammered. Yeah, um, they might not come back for quite a few years off of those highs because we've just had a huge event. Yeah, that that caused a huge influx of 
of capital to them or whatever, yeah. you know. So I think it's important to educate no matter what asset. Yeah. Um, just education. For sure. I 100% agree. And let's say it does downtrend over the next year. What do you do when it goes down? I So I think it goes back to it, whether you're a trader or whether you're an investor. Um, you know, and I used to be kind of a trader, short-term type trader. I would probably categorize a trader as somebody that's going to be in a position for zero to maybe a year or something yeah. like that. Maybe. I yeah. don't know. I don't know exactly what to, but you know, if it's in a downtrend and I'm a trader, then there's ways to profit off of the downturn. Yeah. You know, that's where, um, options come into place or futures markets. You can go in and you can, um, you know, you can buy, uh, put options yeah. and, and that's something that's going to increase in value as it goes down. So a put and, is a way to essentially bet against a company. Yeah. So, and this is, this gets way off. In the it, it is. It's and tough it, to explain. It would be fun to do a whiteboard, you know, like oh, get in front of a whiteboard and really Glenn talk Beck. about what, a <laughs> what, a what options are. Yeah. Um, so put options are the right to sell a stock at a okay. certain price. So I have 100 ABC stocks. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if, okay. yeah. So if you, so if you so you own the stock, if you uh, if you sell it, so you and you don't have to own the stock necessarily to buy okay, an that, option. That's true. You just have to have the money to own the stock. Yeah, you have to if if you if so with a put option, and it's it's so weird because you can technically sell stock before you own it, and that's yeah. what you're doing with a put option. Is you're saying. Um, you know, Facebook's at 190 today. Yeah. And I think it's going to go down. So I'm going to buy a put option at 190. And that gives me the option, but not necessarily the, the obligation to sell at 190. So even before I own the stock, I can put that position on. Yeah. If it goes down to 170, well, I can sell it at 190. Yeah. And I can buy it back to close out my position at 170. And so I just made $20 of profit. Yeah. But that's so hard. I It took me oh. so long to wrap my head around options and the the capabilities there. Yeah. Um, but they are cool. They are, they are really very cool. cool. They're probably more for the seasoned yeah. investor. You know, if, if someone's listening to this and they've never downloaded a, a trading platform or a stock buying platform. You know, it's good to just get in and, Hey, what are you passionate about? Just buy, buy a few, yeah, buy a few shares of a stock, depending on the cost, you know, like I think, uh, Oh man, Google, I don't remember what theirs is called. It's like alphabet. I think it's called alphabet mm -hmm. yeah. and it's expensive. It's mm -hmm. like you buy one share, it's $2,000. I don't know what it is right now, mm -hmm. but it's it's pretty high. So, you know, you can't go, just go buy a few of those right now. But um, ExxonMobil. Yeah, anything, say somebody likes 
eating at McDonald's yep. and you think McDonald's is going to do well. Yeah. Well, you can, that's the cool thing about stocks. You know, we talk a lot of, uh, on this podcast about business and starting our own businesses and there's a lot of value to that, but you can go buy a part of an already existing business. You can yeah. go buy a part of McDonald's. You can go buy a part of Nike. Yeah. Um, and that's know, what or whatever. stocks are. I think maybe we've done this for a little while, so we kind yeah. of take it for granted. Yeah, but we're kind of di- jumping yeah. in the deep end, yeah, which stock. is good. Stock is that you're literally buying stock in the company. You're buying a portion of the company. So, you know, when there's shareholder meetings and that sort of thing, you now have a say in it. Now, sometimes those companies are structured to where you have to have a certain amount of shares in order to have, you know, a verbal say. But, you know, I could could go own part of McDonald's today. I just have to buy the stock. In fact, let's, let's look what it is. Maybe we'll go own a part of McDonald's right now. Well, and there might be 1 billion shares of McDonald's. And so you're buying one stock out of 1 billion, yeah. you know, but you still are entitled to certain, you know, if the price of that stock and that company is doing good and they sell more hamburgers, then you get to share in the profits of that because the stock's going, the, the stock price is going up. Yeah. Um, there's also companies that pay out a dividend. Some do, some don't. But say, you know, if McDonald's, and I don't know if McDonald's pays out a dividend or not, but uh, say they're doing good and they decide, hey, we're going to pay out a portion of our profits to yeah. dividends back to our stockholders. Well, then each quarter or however often they decide to do that, you get a little kickback in your yeah. in your investment account from them paying out a dividend. So it's it's kind of cool. You get some cash flow. Yeah. You know, you, you, there's different ways to invest. You think about investing in maybe a, a rental property and people are paying you rent, you know, that's your return on investment. Yeah. With stocks, some of that cash flow is getting a dividend. Yeah. And that's a super simple way to do it. You can also generate cash flow with options and stuff like that too, if you want. Yeah. But that takes some more education. A simple way is just to buy the stock and get the dividend. And, yeah. And, and McDonald's cool. does have a dividend. So nice. You know, people want to look into it. Yeah. I do not think that McDonald's is a place that you should go eat, but maybe it is a place that you invest in. And looking at the trend line over the last five years, yeah. right now is probably a good time. If you want to hold it, Long term, you look at the lows, you look at the highs. Right now, in the last year, hmm. in the well, last three months, we're down. It's weird. <laughs> like I wonder if that's company. the. Do you, do you, and it's interesting too because there could be some external factors to yeah. look at too. Is that caused by the inflation we're seeing, and so less people are going to eat at McDonald's? I don't. I don't know. It's yeah, um, definitely, but possible. Um, or I mean, it could be something. As simple as people got sick of it over the last year and a half. So now that things are opening back up, they're like, man, I'm going to go to my local barbecue shop. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Or somebody, there was a national news story that somebody found yeah. something bad in their chicken nuggets. You well, know, I mean, there's, there's that kind of stuff too that can affect it. In the last month, I know it's gone, I don't know. So that's the other thing. In all of this, this is just things that we, we believe, we think. That's and where it, we say educate yeah, yourself. Yeah, educate, yeah. <laughs> um, I believe it's gone down because they pulled out of Russia and all the Iron Curtain. Oh, interesting, yeah. sure. Yeah, that's a huge market. So, that they just... hey, you take that out, mm-hmm. oof, that's that's a lot of share, a market share that, that's coming out. Now, all of the uh, mom and pop shops in Russia are probably like, yes. Yeah. Finally. Unless, unless they're getting paid in rubles. That's true. Yeah, you so, know. you know, something else to think about, a lot of these markets are raising 
probably just because we continue to print more dollars. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be worth, ah, it's tough to say, like that it's going to be worth more. This is where debt comes into play. Because mm-hmm. if you, let's say you buy a house right now for $100,000 and you pay it off. Um, well, let's say you don't pay it off. Let's say you have 100000 of debt and then inflation goes nuts. And all of a sudden, because of that, your business is making a half a million a year. I say because of that, because you can raise with the market. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's not that hard to pay off a $100,000 house because you're making a half a million a year. Yeah, and inflated away. It's inflated. And so it's it's difficult. Um, you know, if we buy disposable things, then money can kind of burn through. But if you're buying assets, you're buying things that are going to last, it, yeah. you kind of can't go wrong. Like, I'm, I'm, I know you are too, just silver, gold, cryptocurrencies, things that have a fixed supply, or at least we think they're a fixed supply, like gold and silver. I mean, maybe at some point we run into some gold mine that has a billion tons of gold in it. Well, Mm -hmm. the price would then probably go down because the supply is so high. Yeah. But things that we're pretty dang sure, so real estate, there's only so much real estate, Mm -hmm. silver, uh, well, any precious metals, um, lumber is even... Yeah, look at all commodities yeah, right All now. commodities. There wheat, you go. That's the like way to say wheat, it. Wheat, uh, and maybe what we ought to do is kind of try to, you know, we've talked about stocks. Now we could kind of, because there's, there's only real like four or five asset classes, really, you yeah. know, that people could invest in. Well, there's more than that if you go into like Pokemon cards. Yeah, and I mean, there's, stuff, there's I mean, subcategories. The, the main ones. But you look at commodities right now. Um, wheat traded limit up. I think two or three times a week ago. So limit up is like it goes up so fast that they shut the market off. Interesting. Because it's going up uncontrollably. That's got to be inflation. And so they've done it two or three times. Well, and yeah, it's, I mean, part of it, it was already high, but part of it is this war, you know, in Ukraine and just different things. But it's just interesting to see you don't, I I think when it comes to investing... Um, people get freaked out about stuff going down, which, yeah. which I under, I can understand that. But so, you know, so maybe somebody just parks dollars in a savings account and we, we don't really think about it going up or down because it's fixed at a dollar. A dollar is a yeah. dollar is a dollar. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> if you look at it in comparison to what that dollar can buy, yeah, it does go up and down. Yeah. The value of that dollar does go up and down. And if we had a chart of, say, a dollar versus co- lumber or commodities or whatever in the last year or two even, the dollar has crashed. Yeah. You know, like it buys, it buys, you know, a dollar versus real estate maybe has gone down 30 or 40% in the last couple of years. And, and lumber. You know, and so... But we don't. It's hard to to make that connection yeah. and go. Well, my dollars aren't really staying. Yep. Dollars. They are yeah. purchasing less as they're sitting in my savings account, and so that's why it's so important, I think, to get some of these this stuff, especially having a long term kind of view. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, you're you're totally right. I I think you said I don't know, but I think you do know because. 
everything you just said, it, it, like if people follow it, it it's just kind of going to work. I mean, we're not financial advisors, but if you just look at the dollar versus anything, mm-hmm. really, really anything, there's an inverse correlation. The dollar continues to lose value and any asset continues to uh, raise. Now that's in correlation to the dollar. So the reason why it looks like these things are raising is because the dollar's lowering. So I think we talked about this a few episodes ago. It was actually when the table was over there. So I don't know how long ago it was, yeah. <clears throat> but um, a, a, sil- a gold ounce back in Roman times, I think this was Mike Maloney uh-huh. that said yeah. this, uh, a, a gold ounce back in Roman times would buy you a really nice pair of sandals and clothes and like a tunic. Today, $2,000 will buy you like some really nice shoes clothes and a suit. And so if you look at what gold has done over the last 2000 years versus the dollar, which is obviously way younger. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when my grandma talked about getting five or six pieces of candy for a penny, you know, we remember penny stores. Our kids have no idea what penny stores are. Yeah. We know what penny candy is. They don't. My grandma used to know what fractional penny <laughs> yeah what store candy was you could get five yeah. pieces of candy for a penny well that doesn't mean that candy's worth that much more now it actually just means that the dollar has lost yeah well back to your example of the the suit and the ounce of gold so i mean say i mean there was probably like back in the 1920s maybe or say or maybe the 30s or something well maybe even later than that i don't know at some point in time a nice suit and shoes probably cost 20 dollars. yeah at some point in time yeah you know you could take a 20 dollar bill and go in and buy a suit and tie and whatever also during that time you could buy it with you could either use the 20 dollar bill or you could use the the one ounce gold piece yeah there was some point in time we could look it up and figure out exactly what year it was. So you could go in and you could buy a suit with that. Well, say you're like, okay, well, I want to buy a suit in a hundred years. And so I'm going to put today, I can buy a suit with this $20 bill or with a a one ounce piece of gold. I'm going to put both of those in the bank for a hundred years and then take them both out and buy a suit in the future. Yeah. You would be able to still buy a suit with the gold piece. You would then take the twenty dollar bill out, and you would you wouldn't be able to even buy a pair of socks, you know, mm-hmm. because the twenty dollar bill would be worthless. Now, granted, a hundred year old twenty dollar bill in good shape is probably worth some antique value. Yeah, but as far as its dollar value, it just got devalued from twenty to probably like. 2000 you yeah. know what i mean mm-hmm. like that is the dollar <clears throat> difference so and so crazy. think about that in a savings account you put your 20 dollars in instead of putting gold in over 100 years even like even over a decade you yep. get wiped out yep. you know it, it's crazy it, it is crazy because it's simple mm-hmm. you know let's say you put 100 bucks a month and this is actually something really good to touch on i'll i'll do this really after this yeah. so i wanted to look this up because i was curious so when we were on a gold standard, it was the basis for the international monetary system, which we now know there's like, you know, the international monetary fund and that sort of thing, which is funny because it's not money. 
Yeah. Um, it's yeah, currency. Right. It should it's be the International it. Fake Currency Fund. Right. Paper fund. Yeah. <laughs> it was from the 1870s to the early 1920s, and then from the late 1920s to 1932, as well as from 1944 until 1971. So there were some temporary times when we came off of the gold standard, and I think that was during the huge economic downturns, mm-hmm. um, which we could probably go in later on someday when we want to get in the weeds yeah. <clears throat> about how they did that and the creation of the Federal Reserve and that sort of thing. But that's interesting. Um, so pretty much from the 1870s until ne- the 1970s, we had a gold system. You could, you could take that paper note and you could walk into a bank and say, can I switch this $20 out for an ounce of gold? Oh, yeah. And it was just yeah, interchangeable. Well, and back to our savings example. So for a time, that worked out. If you put both of them in your savings yes. account, I guess that would have worked out for a while. They would, yeah. have, they would have been the same value. Well, if you Once we it. went off of that gold standard, man, the value of that currency went down so fast, has gone down yeah. so fast. Have you ever been to the website WTF? happened in 1971.com. <laughs> no, you should, sounds, just, you should go to it. Sounds great though. Oh, it's so good. I mean, whoever made this website, I, I actually wish there was a way to pay you because <laughs> it is, it's crazy. So anyone listening, go to WTF happened oh, yeah, right in there. 1971.com. Oh yeah. And you can that's, look at that's a all perfect chart. of these charts from 1948 until today productivity has continued to go up, but compensation for that productivity has stayed pretty much level since 1971. You look at GDP, like real GDP per capita or per FTE or um, GDP deflator. Like you look at all of these things, it has been crazy. Like our real gross domestic product has just skyrocketed, but that's because the inflation. Mm-hmm. it has inflated. It's not like our productivity has gone up that much. Our GDP hasn't gone up that much. It's yeah. just the inflated it's dollar. It's just the dollar amount of the product. Yeah. Income is, gains cool. widely shared in early post-war decades, but not since then. So if you go to 1971 and you see pretty much the amount of wealth that people have and that they can potentially have, the bottom 20th percentile is the same. They've hmm. been the same over time, but then the wealthy have gotten very, very, very wealthy. Yeah. Which goes into velocity of money and things that are just kind of deep that we don't really need to talk about. What what well, is important? I would say I would say government collusion some somewhat yes. too in the last oh, little bit. Very true. Which is something we could talk about another time too. Yeah, but maybe you know what I mean. We should do an episode on the Fed mm-hmm. and governments and, and that sort of thing. I think that'd yeah. be really good. Yeah. The way to combat a lot of this, and this is where <clears throat> I after I read that thing I said I was going to go to, um, it is dollar cost averaging. Mm-hmm. I think I think dollar cost averaging in and out is the best way to do things. So if you're like, but I don't know when to buy McDonald's stock. Cool. Buy $10 a month. Yeah, on the same day. Yep. The 15th, whenever you get your check, $10. Yep. $10, $10. You'll hit the average. You will average over time. I love yep. that. I yep. love that. That's perfect. It's good. And then people are like, well, but, but when do I sell? Well, depends. If you're going to change that to a hard asset, let's say you've bought so much McDonald's over time and it's gone up, 
and a piece of property kind of goes on sale. You're like, I really want to buy that. Well, does that piece of property cash flow? Is it going to gain value? Cool. Cash it out and move it over. That's great. Mm -hmm. But if you're like, well, you know, the market, I'm not really sure. Uh, I kind of want to cash out my McDonald's stock. What do I do? You can dollar cost average out as well. Maybe it's gone up. It's doubled since you bought it. Well, now take out $20 a week or take $20 every two weeks when you get your check. And then you don't have to worry so much about the highs and the lows. You've dollar cost averaged in, you've dollar cost averaged out. You've yeah. made, you've, you've doubled your money. Yeah. I like that. And if you double your money, maybe you're beating inflation. Yeah, for sure. I saw on this website, I'm going to have to look at oh, this Oh, it's an incredible there's website. some great, I yeah. love charts. Like <clears throat> yeah. I, I really like looking at charts. So there's one here that says the 1971 cost of living, um, so a new house was $25,000. The average income was $10,000. So, so a house was about two and a half times of, of the average income. I think the average house today is like three. I mean, there's a couple lessons here. Number one, if you would have put $25,000 cash in the bank in 1971, it would be pretty insignificant today. Yeah. Really. I mean, 25 grand is a good amount of money, but yeah. it's not like it's life changing money. If you would have bought a house in yes. 1971 with that 25,000, today it would be worth about 350,000, I think is about the average. Yeah. Is that the, the average new house? Something around there, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that just goes to show how valuable it is to be invested in things, in yeah. assets. Um, the other interesting thing is, so the average in, the average new house was two and a half times a yearly income of a employee. So you think about that now, like what what's the average income now? Probably like 40, 40 to 50? Maybe yeah. it might not I'm even be not that. Sure. It might yeah. be, but even if it's 50, I'll bet 50 is high. For average income, yeah. I bet it's less than that. Even say it's fifty, you're not you're not buying a house for 150 grand right now. Mm -mm. You know, so the 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 gap has gone bigger, which yeah. I think is exactly why we're saying start yeah. a business, invest yes. all of these things. You know, yeah, so, anyway. and, and that's the key is you don't have to have a, an extra ten thousand dollars to be throwing into investments. Really, ten bucks. I mean. You remember when I felt like crypto was going to, and I mean, a lot of people felt it. Everything had dipped after COVID and it was like, we got to buy. Mm -hmm. Honestly, if we had an extra 10 bucks, it went into cryptocurrency. Yeah. Because that $10 makes a difference. If that $10 can turn into 30, 40, 50 bucks, well, then that's actually pretty significant. Well, what's $10? It's a Big Mac and mm -hmm. fries and a drink. I yeah. mean, since McDonald's is our theme today, <laughs> um, it's a Big Mac. Well, we choose not to have that Big Mac. We eat at home and we invest that. The, it could be huge. And yeah. it can be completely life-changing if we're dedicated enough right now to just kind of start dollar cost averaging in. Or if we don't understand something, put a little bit of money in there. Just a little bit. Yep. Enough, you know, because crypto could crash. The stock market could crash. I don't think either of them are going to right yet. Mm -hmm. They could. So let's say 10 bucks, 100 bucks, 1,000 bucks, whatever is a little bit to you, and see what happens and watch the trends. Is it going up? Is it going down? How do I react to that? Well, I don't like that I react like that. Okay, cool. Then let's fix that. Yeah, education, exactly. just mm -hmm. like you said, educating yourself. I think education and practice, as far as investing goes, is the key. For sure. Yeah.
No, I, I, I totally agree. Um, that's kind of how we, you know, and I think that's how we kind of started out or, uh, you know, just putting away stuff is we found something that I thought it was cool. So we kind of started my, I actually read in a book that somebody had, when they started investing, they would go buy silver rounds. And so I was like, huh, that's an interesting idea. And kind of the, kind of his um, reasoning behind that was, you know, you're taking that money, you're converting it into a hard asset, which is a good thing. Um, but actually, when I started it, the thing I liked the best about it was that was harder to spend. You know, if I, if, if I had a gold coin versus maybe a $20 bill or whatever it was, then in order for me to spend that gold hmm. coin, I would have to drive down to the pawn shop, trade it in, get my $20, and then go back and get it. And I was just so lazy. I'm like, eh, you know, like, yeah. I don't want to go do that. I don't need that new whatever pair of shoes or whatever it was, you know? Hmm. So then I, so it's true. And it, and it kind of also, I like to spend money. Yeah. And so it also kind of fulfilled that need too, where I was spending money, but I was spending it on something that would, you know, hold its value and that I could continue to accumulate and it would increase in time over time. It's cool. It's interesting you say that because I've never sold any of our silver. Yeah. Or anything. I, I don't like selling anything, whether yeah. it's stocks okay, or, you know what I mean? Guns. Like I just, I just, I, yeah, I sell I, all I, your guns just, but, and, and the principle there too was, and this one's kind of a hard one sometimes for people to do and understand and have faith in, but pay yourself first. Mm hmm take that, you know, get your paycheck, take that hundred dollars off the top, you know, well, I pay tithing first, Yeah. you know, I, I, I pay tithing to my church. After that, I pay myself, Yep. you know, take that hundred bucks and go buy something with it that you can't readily spend, you know, whether yep. that's, if you're interested in stocks, buy some stocks. If you're interested in silver or gold, buy some silver or gold. If you're interested yep. in crypto, buy some of that, whatever it is, um, and then do that every month or every two weeks or whatever. Um, I know a lot of times it's like, well, how am I going to make it work at the end of the month? Well, you make it work because that's yeah. all that's left. Exactly. Whereas if you're like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll invest what's left over at the end. There's never any there left never, over nope, at the end. There won't be. And so if you can do that, you know, and, and it's hard to think, well, okay, maybe I buy one or two silver coins this month, like big deal. Well, over time, you do that yeah. two or th you know you do that consistently for a few years. Those little babies multiply. Yeah, you know, and wow. it's it's pretty cool. So I mean, a book that people somewhere, uh, a book that someone can can get to. Um, I can't talk today. <laughs> I've been like putting in a lot of hours. Yeah, um, just physical labor, and uh, I feel like a wuss. It's good. It is good. Um, the richest man in Babylon. Yeah, that might have been where I. Got it. I, mean, I don't when, know. When you said it, it just it, it resonated in that it's it's it let your gold multiply, let like, let let your gold have babies, and then let those babies have babies. Yeah, let them be rabbits. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool. Over time, it it I, I it's amazing how that compounds. You know, you pay yeah. yourself first, even if it's a small amount, and it could be crypto. Say you buy, I'm trying to even think what uh, like something find one that you like or yeah. find one that yeah, is I like maybe, cardano yeah so cardano you know 
what is it, a buck or something like that? Yeah, it's so it's lower than I want it to be. So no, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's it's like eighty five ninety cents right now. Yeah, so even okay, I'm gonna buy ten Cardano a month. Yeah. Well, after a while, well, you think ten? Well, that's not very much. Well, after a year, you got one hundred and twenty. Yeah. And once you gain, start gaining momentum, it's fun. Oh, it's and so then you're like, oh, I've got. This month, I think I can do 200. Yep. You know, it, it's yeah, cool. And, and give it some time, too, before it's judged too harshly. Because if sure. you buy it right now, and then next month you're down 20%, and you're like, this sucks, I'm going to sell it. That's a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, we've made some good decisions as far as, like, buying it, letting it go up, selling it. But we've also made some decisions where we buy it thinking it's going to go up, and then it goes way down, and we're like, well, crap, we can't sell it now. Yeah. And that's actually a really good, op- a good mentality to have is you go, it's down. I'm not going to sell it. Well, if you're in options, you might need to sell it and take a loss. But if you're in gold, silver, stocks, real estate, anything like that, just wait. Mm-hmm. It'll come back up. Yeah. That's what I, I think, especially if somebody's just starting out off, totally have the investor mindset, you know, yeah. like, if you're if you think trading looks cool or whatever, like start to educate yourself. But as far as taking action, take action as an investor. Yeah. Kind of with the mindset that I'm gonna buy this and I'm never gonna sell it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then and down the road if you accumulate quite a bit and you have a business you wanna start or like you said, a, a property or something that, that you wanna buy, then maybe it's time to sell it and, and yeah. move into something else. But I think that investor mindset when you're starting off is it's basically a savings account. Yeah. You know, like just, I agree. just buy it and learn about it and continue to learn yeah. about it. And then you can get more advanced as you go down, you know, yeah. keep moving into that. And that advanced can come from gains in that primary account. So, you know, if it's just buy and hold, but it goes up 10% and you're like, I really want to try out trading. Mm-hmm. Maybe take that 10% or even less, 5%, 4%, take that and play with trading on gains. That way you're not really losing it. You're not losing anything. Mm-hmm. You're just, you learned that small section, that foundation, and then it's like a pyramid. You know, you, you have to have that foundation very well ingrained before you can continue up. So use some of that percentage yeah. to, to go off and try trading and maybe you'll lose it. That's okay because it's a... Uh, it was some gains. And be okay with losing it. Absolutely. Don't don't play with money that you can't lose, you know? Yeah. You're, you're not putting the rent money on the line yeah. and that kind of stuff. Very true. There we is know. there is uh there's also paper trading accounts. So you can set up, you know, if somebody's going to set up a trading account with like Ameritrade or something, a lot of yeah. those companies have accounts that you can switch over and you can just trade and actually put the order through like you would and track it and learn about it and you know yeah. learn what it means to buy a put or sell a put or even just buying and selling stock and you it will track it for you really you know cool. if you maybe you don't have money to to put in there right now um you can do that and start yeah. and start learning too and i'd highly you know that's a good yeah. way to go too is is just doing some of that in a in a fake account yeah i tried it i couldn't i had to do it in real life because i make yeah astronomical risk. I take astronomical risk when I don't actually have any money up against it. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to buy a a put against Exxon in the middle of a war. Yeah. 
<laughs> Terrible idea. No. Yeah, I I can agree with that. There is some value to having some skin in the game. Yeah. Even if it's a small amount of skin. But take that skin, put it in the game, and then get a paper trade account and play with it. You know, because that's all education. And if the takeaway from today is invest in McDonald's but don't eat it and <laughs> and uh, educate yourself and then put it to practice, that's really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Man, there's YouTube. I mean, we talk about it all the time. YouTube videos. You can find anything on YouTube. If you're listening to this, you've found us on yeah. Spotify yeah. or in you know, iTunes. There's just so many different places to get this um, and, and to really be specialized in that one area. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool. There's a... Uh, uh, the most, the best education that I've gotten in this, um, and I don't, I don't know if we're highlighting other, you know, no, I think it's awesome, yeah, um, platforms or not, but this was a really great course. It's called Cashflow Academy. Yeah. Um, the men, the guy's name's Andy Tanner, and like I actually like I just consider him one of my mentors. I've never met the guy. Yeah. But uh, just <clears throat> incredible at teaching. And not even the trading part, like that's part of it, but just teaching like what we've talked about, the value of investing and putting something in other than dollars and what happens with the Fed, you know, just all of it, how inflation works and everything like it's incredible. It's it's a, it's a lot of content, but it's an incredible course. I've been through a couple of times and it's, it's really good. So, and I think there's tons of them, you know, not just that one, but that one is one that I've used. That's really good. And get your education from many different places. Mm -hmm. You know, don't. I actually would say don't take a word of what we say as gospel in any way. Like, don't believe a word that we say. Go out and find for yourself what it is. Uh, I went, I took a course called the Millionaire, not a course, it was a seminar uh, called the Millionaire Mind Intensive. Mm-hmm. First thing he says, don't believe a word I say. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really cool. I just paid you money to come and tell me <laughs> not to believe a word that you say. And he, he's just like, if you believe, if you just do what I tell you to do, that's not the point of any of this. It's to learn it for yourself, like ingrain it in your soul, learn it. Mm-hmm. Then it's all good. You know, I, I, have you ever had people be like, oh man, just you know, tell me what to do. Yeah. Like, should I buy now? Should I yeah. sell now? You know, I don't blame them. Cause I would love that too. If someone who was winning just, told me what to do, but what's the fun in that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you'd make some money, but we, we believe that making money is adding value to the world. That's why if you buy a put option, do it against a company that you don't like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> then you're adding some value yeah. to the world. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, there's kind of a, we live in an advice culture Yeah, that they want advice on what, you know, people want advice on what stock to pick. And people want to sell the advice. Yeah. You know, something that, the, our thing is Very like this true. podcast, I think, well, I know will always be free. Mm-hmm. Then there's some specialized stuff that will happen and is coming up that it'll cost a little bit, mm-hmm. but I actually, I want to say it will cost a little bit, Yeah, you know, an, an ebook that's five ninety nine, but full of some content that if you buy it, I actually, I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm being a salesman right now and I'm not trying to be like, and a salesman's not bad. Well, and I think that there's a difference between sell back to the advice and education you know there's a difference in selling advice and saying you should buy, buy and sell this stock and this yeah. stock this stock. and there is some stuff out there and it probably does good i have no idea i've never yeah. done any of that kind of stuff um but then you know like 
personally, I pay for education. I don't pay for any advice because yeah. I want to learn the yes. principles so that I can figure it out for myself. Yeah, I'm right there. You with know, you. and so so I'm more than happy to pay for education. Yeah, I'm pretty skeptical to pay for advice and yeah. even take advice. So I mean, I did it. Um, I did. I won't say what the website is because I think that they're they're it's well meaning like mm-hmm. they're they're meaning well mm-hmm. um but they have an algorithm that kind of shows you what cryptocurrency is trending on like twitter and and instagram and tiktok and all of that well mm. if it's trending it's probably going up mm-hmm. so i just would watch that and it actually worked like it it made decent gains here and there but i didn't like it because it was like i'm just doing what they tell me to do well, but even then, I wouldn't consider it as advice. No, yeah, you're right. That's this was education. not education. You're using that as a tool. Well, I would have considered it more education if I knew the algorithm. Yeah. But because it was their proprietary algorithm and I couldn't see it, it was like, ah, oh, man, you know, what if? And this is, I, I do not believe that this is what the company is doing. Yeah. But what if they were like, hey, we want to make opposite. some money. Yeah. So <laughs> let's say that ABC crypto is trending. But before we do it, Let's buy a bunch. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden they're manipulating markets, which is illegal, but happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a little bit off in the weeds. So, um, I think, so I, yeah, I think, I think the one thing to take away, you know, we said go out and educate yourself. Don't believe a word we say. Yeah. The one thing I would say believe is it is worth it. It's valuable. It's worth it to invest. That's the important takeaway is there's a lot of value and it's important to invest. Yeah. Um, and it works. Yep. You know, the weirdest thing, like it, it works. Like you can believe that if you start doing that, it'll work. Do you have the book? It works. Uh, I have. It's yes, yes, yes. This, you this gave big. it to me. Oh, okay. I read cool. it. Yeah, I read I it. I ordered like 30. It's really good. It, it is. So I good. read it and I listened to it on YouTube. I need to listen to it again because it does work. Yeah. Okay. Let's good. do a, let's do a podcast on it works. Sounds so good. we need to do one on the federal reserve uh-huh. and government and corporation collusion and corruption Mm -hmm. and on it works i was thinking too we ought to do we kind of set out to talk about different asset classes yeah and we kind of hit just a couple but we kind of we talked about more like the uh the kind of why to invest more so than what is gold and silver and crypto and stocks so we ought to do do that on on those ones too so we can actually do that as all those ideas down as a series so you could go uh you know even we could have a couple episodes in between the others if we're, you know, educating ourselves, education. Yeah. On those classes, you go, hey, the first one we're going to do is what is sound money. Yeah. And in, that's in the asset series. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that'd be like really that. fun to do. I that like that. Be. And it'd be, yeah, funner to dive in on a very yeah. kind of specific topic. I agree. Let's do it. Okay. All right. So you guys can, you can expect that. Yeah. Um. Well, thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. As always, it was just a good time. It was. So it's fun. The Sweet. time flies by when we do this. It does. Break. I know. I was like, yeah, maybe if we can keep today shorter, like 30, 40 oh. minutes, and it's yeah. almost an hour later. It's all good. Sweet. Just people working right now, and I'm I'm in here having a good time, <laughs> and they're out in the <laughs> zero degree weather working on our house. Oh shoot. Um, good people. Yeah. And, cool. and that's something to just surround yourself with good people. Absolutely. Like with this investing stuff, don't get in on people that are trying to make a quick buck. Long term, like you were saying, just think of it as an investor, not as a crook. You know, we don't want to invest in crap like that. We just want, we want to add value to the world. So invest in companies that you believe in, 
um, invest in things that, that are exciting to you and really it can't go wrong. Yeah. Can investments go wrong? Yes. But I'm talking in our mind, we've invested in something that we love. So for sure. Sweet. Cool. Sounds good. Okay. Have a good day, Matt. We'll see you. See ya.